this album, the imagery starts to come together. Like for the promo, Shaggy drew a picture of a jester holding the words ICP. And they went to Miller Midi Productions. This dude Chuck Miller was there and they wanted to record the first official sounding record. Yo, it's Hatchet Chat with flurs and snacks. You juggalo homies talking hatchet tracks. There's hatchet beats and hatchet raps. The whole catalog's packed full of classic gems. And we talk about them all on Hatchet Chat. Whoop, whoop. What up, y'all? MC Snacks here. We're coming at you this week with another remastered episode from back actually when MC Lairs was still doing the show solo before I joined along. This episode is about Inner City Posse's Dog Beats, and it originally aired on MC Lairs' YouTube channel February 24th, 2018. It's a great episode, and we hope you enjoy it. Happy listening. Peace. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another Hatchet Chat with your boy MC Lars. Chop, chop. I have an exciting announcement. ICP asked me to come play the DCG Con in Denver, Colorado on May 12th. Oh, shoot. They saw my series. They invited me to come. I'm honored. I'll be there. Let's talk about Dog Beats. This was Psychopathic Records' first release. The year was 1991, and some of the tracks on this album were later given other releases. Wizard of the Hood was later re-released, and it was made slightly different on ICP's debut album, Carnival of Carnage, which was the first Joker's card, which we'll get to next week. The remaining three tracks were included on the first Forgotten Freshness. The first one came out in 1995, Volume 1. Then Volumes 1 and 2 were put together as a compilation called Forgotten Freshness Volumes 1 and 2. Those came out in 1998, and that went gold. And that only had dog beats. So what's up with the other tracks? Where'd the other three go? 2000, you could get the dog beats at the first gathering of the Juggalos. The whole fresh, beautiful EP reissued in all its classic flavor. Let's talk about these tracks. Ooh, that's serious. How did Shaggy, Too Dope, and Violent J meet? Well, Violent J moved to Oak Park from Berkeley, where he met John Usler. And uh, Shaggy Too Dope was John Usler's little brother. So they, they were going to middle school there and they didn't know anyone. And Violent J was like, I think I recognize you. And he was like, I recognize you too. So they started hanging out. And in 1991, they were still the inner city posse. So on the cover of this record is a picture of their wrestling friend, Don, hanging from a rope upside down in clown makeup. And he was chilling at their wrestling rink they built in Del Rey. And Don would later quit. He was their hype man, but they had an embarrassing college show at Ferris State University. And they played the wrong room and people were like, what is this? And Don was like, I'm done. So he'd been performing with them and uh, alongside John Kick Jazz, who was the third member of ICP when this record came out, Shaggy Too Dope's brother. Th this album, the imagery starts to come together. Like for the promo, Shaggy drew a picture of a jester holding the words ICP. And they went to Miller Midi Productions. This dude Chuck Miller was there and they wanted to record the first official sounding record. They wanted it to be better than Intelligence and Violence. They wanted it to be better than Basement Cuts. So Chuck Miller produced and mastered it. But Jay said he was a snake because he worked super slow and he took too much of their money and he'd be like, check out this snare, click, click. Check out this drum, boom, 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 whatever. When the record came out, they went hard on the promotion. There was a show at this club called Harpo's and Violent J was going around putting flyers on cars. Do you guys remember that line on 85 bucks an hour? My Fuck shit it. went gold, I got fat knots, and you're still flyer in parking lots. Could be a reference to this. So security guard said, bro, you gotta remove the flyers. This is inappropriate. You can't be putting flyers on cars. And Jay was like, no, I'm a rapper. So the bouncer punched Jay in the nose, and that's why Violent J has a crooked nose, because he was so into promoting dog beats. I think that's a good story, even if it's apocryphal. So Alex Abis couldn't get dog beats played on the radio, because 
DJs and radio stations were like, wait, these fools are white. We're not playing this rap from these fools. So they would go to all these radio stations to be like, nope, we're not going to play it as soon as they met them. But at this point, Violent J met Isham and he gave Isham the tape and their friendship began. And so later they would collaborate on the first Joker's card and the last. It's Isham. I was on the first Joker's card and the last. And Psychopathic would put out some Isham's music. That's for another, that's for another podcast. So they lost a lot of money on this project and they were like, we need to stand out from this whole gangster rap image. We want to do something different. So Jay was like, all right, so what if we were to keep the name ICP, but do something else? He had this dream about this psychotic clown running around Delray and they were like, well, what if we were the insane clown posse? We could put face paint on like our friend Don, our hype man, the clown, which always got a good reaction. And, um, we could do something like that. So Jay was so excited that night after the meeting with these guys. He came home and he had all these dreams about these spirits in a traveling carnival. Now that is to be continued. Let's talk about this EP because this EP is a step up in production from the others. I'm not going to lie. Track one, Ghetto Zone. This track clocks in at six minutes and two seconds. The quote at the beginning, they got Uzis. That's from the movie Colors from 1988. And of course, they're trying to connect and give shout outs to gangster pop culture out there. Um, there's a line I love, Jay goes, they put a man on the moon, but can't do for the ghetto. Talking about the disparity in wealth. And like, if you're gonna have a country that can have huge technological advancements, like put a man on the moon, why can't they help people who are the have nots? I think this track is great because it has scratching uh, by Shaggy Too Dope, and it's just like a really banging step up for ICP. <laughs> Violent J goes, I guess I'm a bad guy because I cuss a lot, meaning, okay, well, if you're going to play me as his archetype, I'm going to have to live up to that. And I think that's cool. Violent J is recognizing like how his character as a heel is coming across. Ghetto Zone also uses a sample from Rod Stewart's Do You Think I'm Sexy? A lot of people know that Detroit and Chicago were where early disco and house music came from as a counterculture. And I think it's interesting that Ministry, an industrial band from Chicago, one of their side projects, Revolting Cox, would also cover this Rod Stewart song. Check it out. At the end of the song, he gives shout outs to X-Men and Cobras, gangs from Detroit that he also shouts out on Hocus Pocus on Great Malenko. So Wizard of the Hood, we heard an early version of this, Wizard of Delray, on Intelligence and Violence. I like how this song starts out like Public Enemy, like with uh, Shaggy Too Dope doing like the Flavor Flav, like call out, check this out. Let's talk about Life at Risk. Now, I think this song is, is one of their better songs. And this song ties into a lot of the uh, lock idea that government is instituted to protect life, liberty, and the pursuit of property. So if uh, government isn't doing this for the people, they can violate the social contract, as Rousseau would say. Um, and I think this is interesting because it puts the song in a political context. Like if you look at the political history of the post-baby boomer world that Violent J and Shaggy grew up in. You know, after World War II, Detroit had this huge boom because 
cars weren't being manufactured in Germany, cars weren't being manufactured in Japan, two big competitors. So Detroit had just so much industry and then they saw that their generation was the first that wouldn't have the wealth and opportunities that their parents did. So if a government and a society doesn't have opportunities, well, people are justified to violate the social contract. Life at Risk samples the whizzes, what I do if I could feel. It's a heartfelt song, man. It kind of references Violent J's abusive stepdad. He talks about how it's just not healthy living where he grew up with all these factories pumping out black air. And he said the president wouldn't have benched if he'd grown up in his neighborhood. So George Bush Sr., he's saying, look, if he came from my world and not like this Texas oil money, he wouldn't be the president. And he says anyone alive is going to die anyway, which is kind of like this practical, sad finality. He's saying, like, I don't care about death because everyone's going to die. It's meaningless. So it's really like, there's a lot of philosophy on this song, and this is the standout track for me. Dog Beats. Now this is the title track. So I sat with a skit, ordering food. The guy's like, do you have this, this, this? And they're like, nope, but we got Dog Beats. I'll take that. Boom. Uh, it's based on a George Clinton loop from Atomic Dog. Bow, wow, wow, Snoop Dogg would later sample this two years later, the same riff, and Snoop Dogg is also on the Jekyll Brothers, so I sometimes wonder if Snoop had heard this, but I also think about how, like, well, ICP were a big fan of, like, the West Coast gangster rappers, and a lot of them were sampling George Clinton. Um, Clinton was supposed to be on uh, Hocus Pocus, saying Clown Dog, Malenko Dog. But the tape they got, Jay says, wasn't so great, so they re-recorded it. But on the Juggalo show, this four-CD set that came out, it was like a recorded version of um, when they took over a local Detroit radio show. Uh, they interviewed George Clinton, and like they laughed and stuff like that. And you can see how they became friends. But it's cool they sampled him on the first tape. John Kit Jazz has a verse on this track. He's killing He also has a verse on the last song. He references Rocky, Rocky Dennis. And I can't stand a neighborhood madness. And this is kind of like a reflection of how ICP connected to all of these pop culture tropes. Um, Mylon J talks about drinking 40 cent Fago in a brown bag. So that's like the rap trope of the 40, but it's 40 cent Fago in a brown bag. And he says, when he stole the car radio, my tape was in it, which is like an indicative of his success. I know I'm getting famous, just think for a minute. Stole the car radio and my tape was in Which is kind of funny because like, he says things like that similar. He's saying like, look, I'm a, I'm a thug, I'm a successful thug. I stole a car and my tape was in it. The guy was a fan. So that's a funny like way to sum it up. So that's Dog Beats. Check it out. I'm MC Lars. I'm a huge fan of the Insane Clown Posse. I'm also a rapper. You can check out my other videos. ICP inspired me so much, and uh, I'm so excited to be opening for them. This has been another episode of Hatchet Chat. Next week, we got Carnival of Carnage. The six Jokers cards begin. The era has arrived. Peep it. Peace. Thanks for watching.